no matter where you are in your life, it still matters. And you're there for a reason. You are who you are for a reason. Okay, let's do this. Hello, welcome, and for Chris's sake, my name is Chris Anthony Lopez. This is episode 23 of the podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you all having a good 2021 so far. It's only been a few days as of this upload, but hey, you know, we already have to keep looking out for the 2020 stragglers that are going to jump into January and going into, you know, the rest of the year. But I'm here to talk about a movie that I was supposed to talk about on the 31st. So before we start talking about the movie, A, I apologize. This was supposed to come out on New Year's Eve, but due to things out of my control, it's being released today on the normal upload time. But I plan on talking about the show and its future at the end of this podcast, so we'll get to that when we get there. But look, today we are going to talk about the other big Christmas Day release that came out on Disney Plus this time, and it is the movie that came out of Disney and Pixar. It's called Soul. Soul, the new Disney flick that I don't know if it had too much anticipation going into it. I know this movie was supposed to come out earlier in 2020, but I mean, you know, coronavirus had to push that back all the way to Christmas Day instead of releasing it in 2021. But we're going to chat about what this movie consisted of, the pros and the cons. I'm going to break this whole movie down because, honestly, I love Pixar. Pixar is one of my favorite genres. (laughs) It's one of my favorite movie studios to really just look out for in regards to their work. I know in the last decade, they haven't been releasing too many classics. I know, depending on who you ask, those classics may range from great to, you know, not good. But movies like Coco, Inside Out, Toy Story 4, I'll even go as far as saying Toy Story 3, I don't know it's outside of the decade, but Toy Story 3 is also a classic as well. So Pixar is no stranger to pumping out great movies. But this time we're tackling a whole different subject matter, and I'll get to that. Well, I mean, might as well just ask the question, what did I think of Pixar's soul? Well, let me tell you, this movie was pretty damn good. I really enjoyed Soul. I I thought, well, first of all, I have only seen one trailer for this movie. I've seen one because in 2020, it was weird for me to watch trailers because I had to go out of my way to watch them. I'm so used to watching them in front of movies at the theater. So this time I had to actually go out and find the Soul trailer. And I only watched one, the first one that they released that gave us little to nothing about the movie. And I thought to myself, this is going to be good. I like the cast. It's Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey. It's Pete Docter. Pete Docter is no stranger to doing stuff at Pixar. Just to name a couple of his other movies, uh, Monsters, Inc., Inside Out, and Up. Inside Out, another you know, uh, movie of a similar premise. I'll say that. But might as well just talk about the pros. Let's start with the pros. The voice cast. I've already mentioned. Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey are fantastic in their respective roles. Jamie Foxx plays the lead character, Joe Gardner, 
and Tina Fey plays a character by the name of 22. I'm not going to get too much into spoilers because I would like to see everyone's reaction to this because this movie this movie got an emotional reaction out of me so I would like to see everybody else's reaction to this once they see it but the voice cast is spectacular Jamie Foxx just is almost unrecognizable he's not the typical Jamie Foxx stick that we usually see him doing nowadays but he really just brought this character to life and the fact that he is also musically inclined just like the main character Joe Gardner it made me believe it. Like I was really bought into the fact that Jamie Foxx was Joe Gardner and vice versa. Plus, Jamie Foxx is a damn good actor. He's an Oscar-winning actor. Let's not forget that. So Jamie Foxx is pretty darn good. And Tina Fey, Tina Fey wasn't the comedic relief like how someone would expect her to be. She was awfully dramatic in this movie, honestly. Like, she obviously had some funny bits. She had some great one-liners, some great lines. But she was way more dramatic than expected. And it was a welcome surprise. At least, and obviously, Jamie Foxx is no stranger to that either. That's where he got his Oscar from. But I was shook at how how much Tina Fey made me feel in this movie. For playing a character named 22, again, you'll quickly realize why she's called 22, But I was so enthralled with the two of them. I really liked their chemistry together, especially especially during the heart of the movie. It was awfully endearing and charming, and I loved the two of them together. Uh, My other pros, uh, the premise. The premise was unlike anything we've seen before in a Pixar movie. Another thing I wrote down was the most mature Pixar film. Because Pixar, obviously, their movies are geared towards children, but they also leave things in there for adults to make the adults enjoy the movies as well. But I will go as far as saying with Soul that this movie is for adults that leaves things in there for children so they can enjoy it as well. I know if I watched this with my 8-year-old brother, he would probably not enjoy it as much as I would. And that's because of the subject matter at hand. It's about life, finding what your purpose is, figuring out who you are, Enjoying the little things around you. That's soul. And you can make this a whole deeper conversation and saying, oh yeah, that's because, you know, that's your soul. What makes up your life is your is your soul. That's what, you know, all that crazy stuff. And this movie definitely touches on that about what makes each person who they are. But I was so moved by it. Even when it's funny, even when it's comedic about oh, like this person's that because of, this person's conceited because of this. This person's a jerk because of this. It's still funny and it's still, I was still moved at the fact that like every single person and Pixar, you don't need to learn this message at all that every person is different. I guarantee everybody knows that or at least that could be taught or be told to someone and they'd believe it. But Pixar did such a great job of telling it. Every single person is different for a reason. And soul emphasizes that although that may not be the main premise and what joe gardner is going through jamie fox's character that's not what he's necessarily going through but they do a great job of showing it and tying it back into the main plot and tying it back into joe gardner's story this is definitely the most mature pixar film and people are going to take something away from this movie especially if you're older and where your life's been doesn't matter how old you are I think Soul does a great job of still emphasizing the fact that 
no matter where you are in your life, it still matters. And you're there for a reason. You are who you are for a reason. And we're all special because of that. And I love that soul emphasized that and doubled down on it. It made me really, it was really heartwarming. It was super heartwarming. I love to see it. And then, oh my God, my last big pro, the animation. This movie is stunning. I watched it on my phone on an airplane and I was in awe at how great this animation was. I will probably, you know what, screw it. I will say that this is the most visually appealing Pixar film, at least in regards to animation style. I know Coco was beautiful with all the colors, and the older Pixar films are great because of what they were doing at the time, especially Toy Story, my God, when they did not know how to do humans, like, and everybody looked the same. Soul doubles down on 2020 animation and how things can look spectacular and I honestly wish I got to see this movie in the theater on a big screen on the best screen I can find because this movie is stunning I watched it on my phone I didn't watch it on my tv I bet it looks great on the tv but on my phone though I was shook especially in regards to the soul world aspects of the movie there are characters I believe their names are Jerry I, I believe it's Jerry and one Terry, but they're all stunning to look at, and they're gorgeous, they're beautiful, they're beautifully animated, and again, that's just, that's just Pixar, Pixar still finds a way to push the boundaries, even though they don't need to, because they're Pixar, what else does Pixar need to prove, nothing, absolutely nothing, but yet they still come out and kick ass, that's the best part of of these Pixar flicks is that they continue to flex their muscles and to further establish that they're the go-to animation studio. Yeah, DreamWorks is there. Warner Brothers Animation's over there. You know, uh, Illumination's over there. But Disney and Pixar? Pixar still probably makes the best movies at Disney. It's the best animated movies at Disney. And they have Disney animation in-house. But Pixar still finds a way to push the boundaries, whether it's with story, with characters, or in this case, animation. And one last thing I want to mention about the movie is the music. It's jazz. If you don't like jazz, I'm sorry, but this movie's a lot of jazz. And the score, oh my god, it's it's spectacular. I don't know jazz. Let me preface that. I'm not a jazz fan. I don't listen to jazz in my daily life. And jazz, it's just going with the flow of the music. And the score reflects that. The score and the jazz music being played throughout the movie doubles down on on what is being felt at the time. Whether it's somber or it's bright and energetic or it's full of wonder. The music reflects that. Whether it's through the score or the music that the characters are playing. And I wanted to emphasize that because it's that good. Like it's it's spectacular. This movie this movie's music is really really good. Oh, and just to mention, uh, the music in this movie was put together by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross of Nine Inch Nails fame and John Baptiste. Like this movie's music is f- spectacular. Um, uh, but 
time for the cons because no movie's perfect, right? The cons, of course, I at least have to mention, this isn't really a thing against the movie. I just don't like this trope. It's uh, the Princess and the Frog problem. If you've seen Princess and the Frog, you know what I'm talking about. It's when the main character of color is turned into an animal or something that isn't a person of color. You know what I mean? And in this case, um, they do it in this movie. It's not really a problem. It's just something that I wish they couldn't, they didn't do. But at the same time, I, I firmly believe that you can watch this movie and watch the Princess and the Frog problem pan out and it not change anything. Because honestly, I'm going to swing this back into a pro. The difference between Soul and Princess and the Frog and how they tackle African-American characters becoming not African-American things or animals is that in Soul, other people learn through the lens of an African-American man. They learn about life. And in this case, they used, they used an African-American person to do that. You never really get to see that in movies where we're watching a character who's not necessarily identified by a certain race ethnicity or color learn life and what life is through an african-american man's eyes or just an african-american person's eyes so although my con is that they still had to include that in the film i'll swing it back into a pro they did it really well i thought it was done well like and honestly the more I talk about it, the more I don't mind it. But the, my biggest con with this movie is that they didn't show us enough. There were some supporting characters I thought that could have been fleshed out more. There's a little girl that Joe is the mentor to that I want to see more of her journey. And more, more of her life, especially with how it impacts Joe. I wanted to see more of Joe's backstory and his father and his mother. And where he comes from, how he was raised, how he became the man he is today. They definitely showed us a decent amount of that, but they didn't show us too much of it, or really the right amount of it. I still felt like I was wanting more. Although the movie is a crisp hour 40 minutes, I would not have minded an extra maybe 5-10 minutes to really flesh out Joe as a character. You could have taken out some other stuff throughout the movie in order to cater to Joe's backstory, so we could care about him more. Although you already care about the character, you could have made Joe one of the most likable characters in Pixar, if you just fleshed out his story more, especially with how they tackled African-American culture in this, it's pretty spot on. At least from what I saw in the movie, it's pretty damn good. And trust me, it's not like a Coco thing where it hits you over the head with it. Although in Coco's case, that was for the better because that movie's freaking amazing. But Soul does it the right amount, but I want to know more about Joe and what made Joe, Joe. But really, that's that's... All I have to say, non-spoiler, I will say something that's spoilerific. I'll talk about it briefly because it's in regards to the end of the film. So I will put a little timestamp in the description of this podcast. You can skip ahead to the end so you can hear about all the little updates I have going on for For Chris's Sake. But I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a spoiler for Soul if you have not seen it. Uh, But we'll do that in three, two, one. Let's talk about the end of this movie real quick. Was it just me or did this end abruptly? Where was Joe going to go now? After he lived his life through his own eyes and then watching 22 live his life through his eyes, 
I want to see what happens to Joe next and the changes that he makes. I mentioned that little girl that he was the mentor of. 22 made sure that little girl was going to follow through with her passion for band. I kind of want to see how Joe follows up with that. How Joe follows up with his jazz career. How Joe follows up with the teacher position. How he follows up with the relationship with his mom. After 22 helped out his relationship with his mom. Joe's barber. There was that great scene with Joe and with 22 as Joe and Joe's barber. That's why I think the Princess and the Frog situation isn't the biggest deal. Because we humanized 22. A lost soul that didn't know that Earth was full of wonder. Although there's a lot of negative, there's just as much, if not even more positive. And I loved all of that. It was so sweet. It was awesome to watch. But I want to see Joe follow up on that. Even if it's in a little montage at the end. Give me two or three extra minutes. I want to see Joe back at that school. Teaching these kids jazz. Teaching these kids band. Him having dinner with his mother. Recollecting on his father. Because he kept doubling down on how his father, his father, his father. How his mother would always talk about his father. I want to see that. They showed us a little bit of it in this beautiful montage. But let me see it fleshed out. They give Joe that second chance to live his life. I kind of want to see a little bit of it. Granted, this is just me. I care too much about characters in movies. So I want to see how they pan out to have an even better happy ending. But leaving it up for interpretation in this case doesn't do the movie any justice. I want to see Joe succeed with the changes he's made after meeting 22. 22 changing his life. Literally, at whatever age Joe is, and him moving forward. I really wanted to see that. That was my one big thing. Yes, they did the Princess and the Frog thing. But unlike Princess and the Frog, 22 learned how to be a person through the lens of Joe Gardner. It's not like Tiana learned how to be a frog by becoming a frog. You know what I mean? But with that being said... Thank you so much for listening to For Chris's Sake. I really do appreciate it. Let me know what you think of Soul. Follow me on social media at C, the letter C, Anthony Lopez on Twitter, and on Instagram at the letter C underscore Anthony Lopez. Let me know what you think of Soul and all the movies I talk about on this podcast because I feel like I talk about movies a lot. I talk about the geek stuff a lot because I mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast, not just this episode, but the existence of the podcast. That I like nerdy stuff, and I'm going to talk about that here. But I feel like that kind of took over the show. So I'm going to still do that, just not as much. At least not as much movies, because I could talk about movies all day. So in regards to the future of For Chris's Sake, what we're going to do is that because of the new year, admittedly, I have been traveling a lot for holidays and to see family, as safe as I can be. So I will be taking the next two weeks off so I can figure out what I want the show to be, not only in 2021, but going forward, making some adjustments as we go. And I know I said we were going to do a lot in August or in July, whenever we announce the podcast, but I will be changing some things up, adding some new things, taking some things away. And on January 25th, we'll be back better than ever. I will have an update for you. On the 18th, I know I promise a lot on this podcast, 
But I promise you, on January 18th, I will lay down exactly what this podcast will be. I'll put it as a little mini pod on here on the podcast feed. So you will get that on the 18th. And our first episode, technically, I'm going to call this the first episode of For Chris's Sake of 2021 on the 25th of January. And we're going to hit the ground running because honestly, I think we all could use a break because 2020 was rough. It was awfully rough. Although the year was a cluster F, I have a good feeling about 2021. I know we all probably said that about last year, but I have a good feeling about this one. I really do. But with that being said, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Share this with your friends, your family, your coworkers. And again, let me know what you think of Soul. But for Pixar Soul, my name is Chris Anthony Lopez. And for Chris's sake, Happy New Year. Have a safe and awesome 2021. And I'll see you guys next time.